The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hey everybody, Hi. welcome. It's earlier than normal. Yes, it I is. Hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy. We're trying to get it to you in time so you don't have to listen to our Money in the Bank preview after Money in the Bank. Exactly. our schedules are garbage. Yeah, and you know what? We're hoping to be able to start doing these on a weekday. The weekend is just so brutal for me now, and this one double yeah. brutal because tomorrow... Um, I'm throwing all the crumb snatchers in the car, and we're all taking off to North Kakalaki to get into a cabin or something like that. So, What city in North Carolina? No idea. I'm just okay. driving. I have no all idea. Right. I'm literally going to be like, give me the address. Don't know who's going to be there. Don't just, know what we're going to do. Just keep driving east. You'll hit, you'll, you'll hit water yes. or something. Yes, I'll just drive directly into <laughs> the water. I got a kayak right? recently, and I thought about taking that thing all the way to I the old country. That. Yes. Got a little, uh, got a little caught out there, huh? Uh, yeah, that sucked. I genuinely was panicked and was like, "Well, okay, here's where I'm at." I was worried because the current pulled me out. Boat rips by. The wake pushes me farther out. My arms are tired sure. from going to the gym, and in that moment, I'm getting panicked because I'm too far away. No one else is out there to see me. No life mm-hmm. preserver on. I'm probably going down. In that moment, a sense of calm overtook me. <laughs> and all I know is that I'm ready to go. There it is. So you welcome the embrace. Be sure to listen to the Patreon episode this week. Uh, there's a new one up. If you want to hear the final days, where were you when Justin Schlegel met his met Davy Jones at the bottom of his locker? Uh, Save God. me, Namor. So uh, all right. So um. Much to discuss. Do you want to start uh, with, real briefly, the pitch from the end of the Patreon podcast? And my God, did yeah. we use some colorful language in that? Kristoff hmm. might have thrown a few slurs out. Pay to find out whether or not I'm lying. Kristoff <laughs> put so a, I apologize in a, advance. Yeah, boy, I'm, boy, oh boy. I mean, you know, I've had my issues with them, but Chris, whoa. Um, yeah, took our jobs. Goddamn Australians. We should... Do another live one soon. And I was given yes. uh, uh, kind of a green light, a tentative green light from the good folks at Fantasies Baltimore might want to do a 
SummerSlam later this year in August. I believe the date was, if I look here, the 20th. It's a Sunday. Sundays are thin there. They have Uh pay-per-views on Saturday nights. They have special guest performers. They do boxing. They do MMA. They have naked chicks. But Sundays are thin, and Sundays in football off-season are thin. Hockey's done. Basketball's done. Baseball's kind of me. So, Mm. yeah, boy, I'm thinking of you right now. Hey, they snapped the skin. So, what would you think? Let us know. If you would like to go to Fantasies Baltimore for a SummerSlam podcast taping and viewing and presentation of the oversized Kenny Omega never showed up check for Chris from the bet made earlier this year for one month's rent, let us know if you'd like to do that. We, I would like to do that. Let us know if you guys can sneak out and tell the missus you're over at Big Lots or... You got lost on the way. Don't bring, yeah, bring her, bring her. It'll be bring fun. Her. It'll be fun because the entire time you could whisper, "You're way hotter than that girl up there." You just know that, right? You're way hotter than that. You're fucking lying. So let us know. Uh, Want to try and yeah. gauge some interest? Yeah. And if I feel like there's enough of a groundswell, we'll do it. And if we do it, and you're not there, he will find the you. The blood will run red in the streets. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> he will find you. He'll have uh, his nunchucks on him, maybe uh, a sharp instrument of one or two uh, of various sizes, sword, dagger, um, knife, you know, one of the uh, butterfly knives. I know you've been known to practice with those. Cut my finger uh, a lot. Not good at it. To. Never figured hoping, it out. <laughs> hoping to stab it in your chest at some point. I will cut but your yeah, fingers no, it, off with safety scissors. And do you know how difficult that is? Why a spoon, cousin? Why not a dagger or an axe? Because it's dull. It'll hurt more. Come on. Who is that from? You got this. I probably do, but my the brain late, is The late, great Alan right Rickman. Now. Alan Rickman from Die Hard. Robin Hood, Hans Prince of Thieves. Gruber. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Why a cousin? Why, why a spoon cousin? Why not a dagger? Or an axe? It's They're making another Robin Hood movie. Stop making that? Tarzan. No one gives yeah. a shit. Okay? Yeah. You shocked me with this last King Kong. It had no business being that good. Uh, Skull Island? Skull Island was, was it great? fantastic. Was it? It was okay. great. It, I'm telling you what, it blew. Uh, uh, it blew? <laughs> blew. It blew Fat Man out of the water. What was the one? Who did the yeah. last one? Peter Jackson? Yeah, Petey. Yeah, Petey. Dude, knocked that one With out of the Adrian, park. Adrian Brody. Oh, man. The only good scene and in that was the insect, insect cavern where people are just getting uh, chewed apart by gigantic insects. Yeah. There's a lot of that. And this for a PG-13 movie. People are getting hurt real bad. A lot of monsters. Wasn't Sam on the Jackson island. in this one? Sam Jackson, John C. Riley steals the film. Really? John C. Riley is a vision, and they actually he was so good they want to do a spinoff as to his time really? on the island without giving too much away. A lot okay. of creatures, and they set up for a sequel. You didn't know you With needed a Kong versus Godzilla. God damn right? right, baby! They're gonna do themselves <laughs> a Kong versus Godzilla. That uh, yeah. if it's any if it's as good as this, don't let it have anything to do with that last piece of shit Godzilla. Let it be someone yeah, new. See that? Not good. You saw Godzilla <laughs> the one with for Brian Cranston four minutes, and Cranston leaves halfway through the film. It's not a good movie. Oh, it had to be better than Godzilla two thousand. It's better, but nowhere near as better as you think it should be. Oh, really? Yeah. Ouch. It, uh, yeah, Godzilla two thousand, not great. This one better, but not much better. Ken Watanabe the entire time just growls. Let them fight. It's oh, that's right. <laughs> let them fight. Yeah, ugh, not a good promo from Wanatabe. 
Yeah. So what okay. do we got um, here, man? We got a money in the bank. We've got some new lucha. We've got a nuptial for the ages. Two people whose sex oh. tape I would empty my 401k <laughs> to watch. Congratulations. Yeah, I'd, I'd chip in. To I would chip in for soon that. soon-to-be Johnny and Tyamundo. Congratulations, yes, cheers. guys. Good for both of you. Yes. Both very attractive with great booties. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they announced their engagement the other day. Um, I have not had a chance to watch uh, Lucha Underground. I usually watch it on Thursday nights, and I decided to record a podcast with you before uh, doing so. So you're welcome. That was directed to the listeners, Thank not you. to you, my friend. Um, so although the big news out of Lucha Underground this week, where the fuck is it? I tweeted it out. Uh, the Cueto Cup is something that was um, announced last week on the Lucha. And I just want to run through a couple. I'm just going to run through all the matches, and I, I will just gush appropriately. So I believe we had this one last night on the episode. Aerostar versus Drago. Uh, also, Pentagon Dark versus Arhenis. We've got the Mac versus Malasuerte, uh, who is in the Rabbit Tribe. Malasuerte is. Famous B versus Tejano. That's Group A. Group B, we've got uh, the man, the machine, Cage, versus Vinny Massaro. We've got Mascarita Sagrada versus Pindar from from the Reptile Tribe, Marty the Mar- Moth versus Saltador, who is the uh, checkered checkered jumpsuit guy from the Rabbit Tribe. Phoenix versus Mariposa should be interesting. That's Group B. Group C is Vibra versus Paul London. So you've got Reptile versus Rabbit Tribe there. Veneno versus Mil Muertes. Uh, Jeremiah Crane versus Killshot, which is a sleeper for probably best match of that uh, first round. Joey Ryan versus Taya. Nobody does Joey Ryan. Uh, nobody does intergender matches better uh, than Joey Ryan. Uh, Sexy Star versus PG Black. Another intergender match. Ricky Mandel, the newest member of Worldwide Underground uh, versus Prince Puma. Good luck with that, Ricky. Uh, El Dragon Azteca Jr. Um, versus Dante Fox. And Son of Havoc versus Question Mark. Oh. So that that could be um, a, a brand new uh, luchador. That could be um, uh, Matanza. It could be anything. Three so- syllables for you. Bengala, bring him back. <laughs> Where's my kitten? Bring back oh, my kitten. Huh? He was the saddest, saddest The kitten. Battle of the Cuddlies. I actually oh, read Bengala. a recap of the most recent. Of last night's episode. Of last okay. night's episode. And someone made a very interesting point I thought was really cool. <clears throat> okay. And I Wait would hope it happens. Who knows what's okay. going to happen with Lucha. But there's there's been a really nice bright light shine on a lot of very willing performers that mm-hmm. deserve to end up somewhere. New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact if you're feeling it, WWE yeah. if the gods shine upon you. And I can't remember who it was on cage side seats, but they're singing Mundo's praises as, you know, what a, what a fantastic new career that he's found. No time for pants. Oh, uh, God, so goddamn funny. What about, uh, you know, <laughs> Christian, uh, a cage being a very mobile big man. The guy yeah. can do a lot. Uh, the Mac as well. The Mac is the person that they shined a light on. Oh, really? Okay. The WWE seems to have thawed on the body style. You don't have to roll in looking like a Brockus anymore. You can roll in looking like a Kevin Owens as long as you're putting on a Kevin Owens quality match. People aren't going to really pay attention if you've got a little, you know, junk in the trunk looking at Samoa Joe. No one's ever going to ask him for advice on crunches, but the man is still terrifying in his presentation. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to that. The Mac, dude, he... He has WWE superstar 
written all over him. He's got a ton of charisma. A oozing charisma. If you tighten yeah. up his mic work some, because his backstage stuff with Sexy That's Star is not great. Yeah. But if you could find a way to maybe even play into that shy, kind of intimidated, almost do what you wanted to do with Apollo Crews, but... If you did what you did with Apollo Crews and you first showed up, like, I can't believe I'm here. This is amazing. Right. Hey, that's my name up on the screen. But we're all like, yeah. hey, fuck you. You're 4% body fat, and you look like probably one of the new villains from the Black Panther film, which is going to be great. You which see, looks amazing. Dude, it yeah. looks so fucking good. When you that trailer was bonkers. If you saw the Mac do that, and you yeah. didn't know who he was, you'd be like, yep, I get why you're surprised. You are a sloppy pile of shit. And then 15 <laughs> minutes later, you're thinking, oh, my God, when did Charles S. Dutton learn to fucking suit up, boots up, and lay down Rock. the law? Rock without a K, start without kicking K. ass. Oh, that's a deep cut. He's a real Holy deep cut. Shit. Look that up. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, do the research. Dude, the Dutton driver. That popped me. The Dutton driver. Because <laughs> the dude doesn't look the part, but he lives it. It would be amazing. Son of a bitch. Uh God damn, that's funny. The rock Uh, Yes, and... And I agree, and I agree with you on everything you just said about the Mac. Uh, the the mic works not a hundred percent there, but it could be there. Um, you know, his, 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 the, the the scar on his belly, it's it's gross, but you're drawn to it. And he's just this tubby pile of of athletic master masterwork. He's incredible. Um, he is. He is. He's got. He's got the pick. He can work the crowd. He can do the moves. He can get vicious. He can do technical. He can do spotty. He can do power. He. He really is. You know who he uh, is? He's a modern day Dusty Rhodes. Yes, that's exactly what the Mac is. The Mac is a minus the talkie, minus the ability to talk, but the charisma is yes. just dripping off of him like yeah. so many pints of beef stock he sweats off in the middle of the first two minutes of a match. <laughs> the man can go, and when you see him start to move, you're like, it's that same sensation you get when you see Joe go full tilt, Brock go yeah. full tilt, Braun go oh, full tilt. Yeah. When you look at a body type like that, and you're like, how in the shit are you doing this without having an aneurysm? Yeah. You watch it in stunned amazement, and then amazement yeah. will fade away into just utter satisfaction at what a great wrestler he is. If Lucha ever, fingers crossed it doesn't happen, but right. closes up shop, I think the WWE would be so wise to make an offer on him. Can you imagine how over he would be in NXT? Holy shit. He would be so over in NXT. He would be such... You know what he would be? Almost that, that same, God, we love this person type vibe is Bailey got. People would just yeah. love the Mac. And the way in NXT, Bailey, which we got to talk right, about yeah, in a second obviously. with some of the news that's coming out about Triple H, uh, that rumors, I'll say about Triple H, we'll get okay, to in a second, right. that you want to see... You, you, just, you, you look at the Mac, you're like, God, I love this man. I need yeah. him to do well. I, I'm rooting for him. You want to root for the guy. Yeah, I'm not rooting for Johnny 12-pack. I'm not rooting for the beautiful man. The Miz is perfect with that. He's too beautiful. I hate him. I hate him so much. The same way that people hated Eva Marie and hated Lana because they're shining right. our own ugliness back on ourselves and how beautiful yeah. they are, the Mac is hideous. And I know this flies in the face <laughs> of something that I've said in the past, uh, so yeah. I'm going to seem a little hypocritical here, where I see some of these modern wrestlers that I look at and I'm like, I'm not afraid of you. I want to be afraid of you. 
Nothing right. about you physically intimidates me at all. I need the the, the golden Strowman godlike persona to be like that is a monster of a man, which is sometimes I share that Vince McMahon mindset. But in a, sure. in, in a rare case, like a Kevin Owens, like a Mac, yeah. not like a Cassius Ono, not like a TJ Perkins, I say I want this guy in his gooey body to do well. Yeah. Yeah, the Mac. I kind of, I kind of want to hug. I kind of want to be bros with the Mac, and I think that's part part of his appeal of, of wanting to root for the guy. He's he's seems very personable. He seems fun. He, and he's just he's just oozing oozing machismo. Maybe not machismo as much as charisma, but um, but yeah, no, I I I, I would be all for that at some point. Um, you know, and again, we we and myself especially hope that Lucha Underground never goes away. But you know, I'm a realist. I I see that that could happen. Nothing's been confirmed yet for the next season. Um, but you know, and it's getting deep into the year and close to when they were supposed to start filming. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, I, I was hoping to be able to talk more about it, but I haven't had a chance, uh, to watch the episode. So now I did uh, say lightly and let's uh, touch on it now to get your thoughts. There was a, um, uh, a, a rumor rumors? online rumors and innuendo. What had happened sure. was cage side sure. siege at the, uh, in one of their, their articles. Uh, let me pull this up so I can cite it again. I'm citing my sources here. On cage side seats, actually top of the page right now. Rumor okay. roundup: June fifteenth, Reigns' yeah. possible announcement. What's that's going to be about his SummerSlam and Triple H's frustration? Uh, there are apparently whispers coming from within the WWE from unsighted sources saying that Triple H is very frustrated with Vince McMahon over how his, his NXT yeah, talents are being handled on the main roster feeling yeah. as if their hard work is being squandered. Because once you get bumped up, Triple H can have a nod or a suggestion or an influence, right. but it all comes down to Vinnie Mac. So mm-hmm. when you get the goodwill of a Bailey, when you get the, uh, uh, the, 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 the red hotness of an Enzo and Cass, it cools off the, the ascension, yeah. which falls off to nothing. When you get yeah. Sami Zayn, who is at the top of the heap and now always kind of perennially, perennially floats around the mid to lower card, yeah. he's got to think to himself. Now, there's successes. Kevin Owens. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is, was, was definitely an oh my God. Charlotte. Uh, yeah. uh, Sasha Joe. Banks, not so much. Samoa Joe, I'm waiting on. Samoa Joe is in a mega it's program. It's a little too early to tell. Yes. Let's see. Let's do a one year review on him down the line. But, but also, he. Samoa Joe wasn't a homegrown talent. He was not. Um, he was not. You know, he he had his game pretty much tightened up when he got there. But you know, he he, he became um, you know a part of the system really well in NXT. And and so far with what he's been given, um, so far I think he's doing really well. But again, like you said, it's a little too early to tell for him. Um, and and yeah, there there have been successes, and I, but there have been more. Uh, failures, and I, I, I don't want. I don't know if I want to use the word failure, but just um, uh, mis- less, misappropriation. Least, less su- <clears throat> sure, less successful. We'll just put it that way. Oh. Less successful um, people who have come up through NXT, uh, and you've you've mentioned some of those. Uh, Tyler Breeze is another one um, who, again, is, is is having a little bit of steam now with this Fashion Police thing, which continues to be spectacularly amazing. The board. They're, they're, you know, they're bored in their office when they had the photo of Sami Zayn on there and it just said generic and then a little note tag that said needs mask underneath popped me hard. What man. about what that about the funny. Usos with Anoa Ng? <clears throat> uh, 
Oh God, you're right. Holy shit! <laughs> Annoying. I was like, that is it, the thing yeah. is just riddled with little That's a Easter eggs for a second. That took me a second. It took me a second. But think about it. One, if you yeah. think about the Johnny Curtises and the Tyler Breezes yeah. and you know other people, that it got my God, they Mojo. came up and Mojo. It, these people have come up. And they've it's taken them a while to find their footing, and those ones Nakamura. are like uh, Nakamura. Let's see what happens here. I mean, yeah. the, the bigger ones have been what What have you done to my Bailey? And what did you do to my Bo Dallas back in the day? And my boss and, my, and, the, and, and Sasha too. Sasha, Bo Dallas, and and Bailey have been the oh, biggest Bo. three. What the I mean? Bo Dallas was one of your NXT champions. He was. He was incredible. He was great. He, he was. had a good gimmick, and then he came up. You clowned him, and now you won't see him for months at a time. I know. <clears throat> yeah, I forgot he was even still on the roster yes. at some point. This was your NXT champion. He was the cream of the crop, and he comes yeah. up and then just turns into nothing. Ascension could not be stopped in right. NXT. They come up, and you clown them. Yeah, and I, I suppose Bray Wyatt could be seen as a success, but at the same time... Uh, you know, you can count the really great things he's done on one hand, and you can count the really terrible booking decisions they made with him on, you know, five hands. Yes, a know. calculator. So yeah, it's interesting so. to see. I, I, it just makes me think of a time down the line when the inevitable happens. Death comes yeah. for us all. Vince McMahon mm-hmm. leaves. Triple H, Steph, <laughs> Shane, some council of WWE elders runs it. What right. will that product look like? And it makes me think of... CM Punk's pipe bomb back in the day saying yeah. when this old guy you know kicks off and dies it might just it, it it might be great or it might just be his doofus son-in-law and his idiotic daughter taking over and doing that so who knows uh, I'm hoping that you know some of these NXT talents are going to be used uh, a little a little better especially once an Oscar comes up especially yeah. once um uh, uh, an Alistair Black come up, you know. I want I want these folks to I want these folks to do well, and it's glad. I'm, in a weird way, I'm glad to hear Triple H a little frustrated. Well, yeah, because he's put a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of Vince's money to to be frank in into NXT and to building it up, and it it, it is his little pet project. Um, and I I would be frustrated as well. You got to wonder. What a and I know we've we speculated on this a couple times. What a post Vince McMahon WWE looks like is is it is there a power struggle between Steph and Trips and Shane? Um, I would imagine Kevin Dunn um, would get his uh, future would be future endeavored because he was Vince's number one yes guy. But would a Pat Patterson still have a place? I'm I'm curious as as to how um, everything will play out with that. Would they offer Jim Ross the uh, the Mark Carano job of of the talent, you know, handling sort of thing. Uh, the, the backstage stuff has always interested me, and now you know um, that it's a lot more transparent, and we know what's going on a little more. <clears throat> I'm curious to see how that will play out. Um, so you know, I, I, I even more respect for Triple H to to taking pride in his work and 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 shooting um, for the stars for his guys and hoping that that they can do well and hopefully you know he can. You know, have a sit down with Vince. I mean, it's his father-in-law. You know, maybe him and Steph can kind of um, not corner him, but kind of sit down over dinner and a, a bottle of uh, you know five hundred dollar wine or something, and, and and talk about it, and you know, see what Vince thinks the future is for X Y Z performer from NXT. So we got Money in the Bank coming up this Sunday. Money in the Bank yeah. Sunday, June eighteenth. The SmackDown. 
pay-per-view. Happy early Father's Day, by the way. Oh, thank you. I'll be on the road for six hours driving back from a cabin. Um, five, <laughs> go five matches announced, probably two more. Can we talk about one right off the bat that I am I'm watching with morbid excitement Considering the little flashes, guess. take a guess. Go ahead. Yeah. You're going to be right. Lana versus Naomi. Goddamn right. You are. Goddamn right. <laughs> what did you think about that maneuver she slapped on Naomi? Uh, it was it was okay. She kind of fell back a little bit. Like, she couldn't handle the weight of Naomi. It's big Lana ass. Is, well, yeah. And, and Lana is not a... Um, she's not, like... She's fit, but she's not built. Like, like strong. She doesn't look like she's strong. I mean, I guess she has to be a little bit strong because she's, uh, she's palling around with Rusev and uh, is, is handling that thing. But um, I'm not I, – I, I don't know, man. I haven't really seen her in the ring, so I, I, I'm nervous. And Naomi is a good performer. I'm not sure if Naomi is ready to carry a match with somebody that green. And obviously I know nothing about what the fuck I'm talking about. But this is just what's going on. No, I get what you're saying though. That there, you, there's wrestlers that are good, and then there are wrestlers that are carry anybody else in a match good. AJ right. Styles, John Cena, you can take yeah. you can put those guys in there and they'll work around other people. Uh yeah. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels can do it. It's yeah, it's, Daniel Bryan could. It's one, yes, exactly. It's one thing to be able to be a really good performer in the ring, but then you hear about those people, Steamboat, Flair, uh, that were able to take someone and no matter what they did, Stone Cold, you heard most recently, there was a great episode of Jericho and Big Show, and, and, and Big Show was talking about Stone Cold walking him through a match and, and, yeah. and, and making him do stuff to him. That uh, like he him grabbing his hand and, and and pretending to be choked by Big Show and Big Show didn't know what was going on. It's like oh this guy's literally guiding me through the match. Is Naomi there yet? I don't know, but I bet that if this match goes well, goes competent, and is not an embarrassment, I think Naomi retains. I think that yeah. it'll do a lot for her stock backstage because yeah. I, I think I think it's no secret that Lana is just is green as these beans that I'm eating right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the ring. And I think a lot of people, it's going to boost Naomi's stock if this goes well, win or lose in the eyes of the agents and management. Right. Plus, she looked like fucking Elsa from Frozen on Tuesday. She had the blue dress. She had the hair the same exact way as the fucking Disney princess, which I found really weird. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that was the only thing I thought of when I saw um, Lana. And, you know, maybe... Ah, this whole Lana as wrestler gimmick is is is, is totally up in the air right now, and I think you know come uh, Sunday at you know ten thirty p.m. we'll have a much better idea of where that's going to head. But um, what do you think of her music? I really like her music. It's yeah, it's 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 fine. It's not it's not you know I'm not going to download it and use it as a ringtone or anything. But I think it's it's kind of fitting for her. It's got a goofy horn that makes me laugh. I'm not saying it, it ain't a toe tapper. I'm not getting down to it like Alistair Black's. I'm not wanting to you right. know, rob a liquor store with a baseball bat when I hear the ascensions. It doesn't make me want to go volunteer at a soup kitchen like Sami Zayn's. And it doesn't make me want to give up my American citizenship when I hear Rusev's. But I do get a smile when I hear that greaseball horn at the beginning of it. I went and listened mm-hmm. to it again. I'm like, that's... That's some good music. Whoever composed that, if that's the, the dude in the back, 
uh, very, very well done. So, yeah, I will, be, I will be watching that with a curious fascination because I do think Lana yeah. has slid into the Eva Marie role. I don't think Eva yeah. Marie's coming back. It sounds like she's done. No. So, is that confirmed, by the way? Which she, is what it is. Has she been, like... I don't think so. Meltzer has said it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Um, so, if you're trusting Uncle Dave, then there's that. But, I mean, she's been... Her suspension is way over, and she went to shoot a non-WWE movie and has not been back. Um, plus, I think I saw she dyed her hair. So she kind of gave up on the gimmick. Yeah, all red um, everything is no longer yeah. red. So there went your... Not, in- not holding out hope for Eva Marie to return, which is fine. I mean, I was enjoying where they were going with that gimmick for once. People were getting into what they were doing with Eva Marie. Um, but, you know, it's 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 whatever. You know, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Um, and I'm not overjoyed. It's, it's just whatever. She's gone. Um, so what else is on the card? I know there's a tag team title match between the New Day and the um, champions, the Usos. And I've been enjoying their back and forths. Um, so I think that could be a really good match. Do you think they give the titles back to the New Day already? I hope they had them for a long not. fucking time. I would hope that I hope they let these things breathe a little bit. Um, I, I think. I, I, that, you know what? I have this is gonna man. I'm about to have some people scratch their fucking heads at me. I have okay. more of a problem with the new day getting a tag team shot immediately than Lana does for some reason. And the new day are better performers. They're the longest yeah. running tag team champions in forever. They are a hot so property, and that's yeah. why they get this shot. But for some right. reason, I. I don't know. Well, that's also why you're tired of it because you you saw their shtick and you saw them with the title for so long. It, it was like a year and a half almost that they held the titles. That's a hell of a long time, especially in this era, uh, in the age of hot potato of the uh, Raw women's title and stuff like that, to have the New Day hold it for uh, close to a year and a half. And you kind of – I got tired of their shtick with it after a while. You know, every now and then you got to you got to refresh like the Usos and they're doing the best work of their career right now as heels. I mean, my day one is H. So it's it (laughs) so damn good. I just would have hoped at this point that you get uh, you get you get uh, fashion police or American Alpha. You want to talk about another NXT who's got to be uh, head scratching what's happening with these 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 golden gods these stallions these thoroughbreds that we bought up oh my god they're here and then they're not at all is is american alpha that they're reading where's ty dillinger where the shit's ty where is he at on this card i mean it's only five in english it's it's five matches announced where where the and this is not well i mean harper's on this brand right yes where is harper where in the shit is harper Harper yeah, was creeping towards the top of the card yeah. and then gone. He got himself in great shape, was putting on great, great matches, and then tightened up a little bit. Gone. Yeah. Disappeared. New new wife beater. Yeah. I, I really I really wish I had an answer for that. And I really you know, hopefully once Randy Orton is out of the title hunt, this will um and, and Harper I don't even know what Harper is these days, uh, in terms of babyface or heel. Um, but you know, I'm hoping they do something else with Randy Orton so that uh, Jinder Mahal, hopefully when he retains, uh, which is what I think is going to happen this Sunday, will have uh, a new challenger. Now, it'll have to be a baby face. Now, I don't know um, if it, it all depends on who wins money in the bank as well. Um, so there's a lot of factors coming out of this. I think uh, maybe AJ Styles next in line for a title shot. Um, 
But then, you know, Jinder Mahal beating Randy Orton is one thing. Jinder Mahal beating AJ Styles is a whole other oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's a whole different thing. So I'm I'm not sure where they go um, with Jinder. Maybe this is where they plug Rusev in coming back as a face to, to, to battle Jinder Mahal. I don't fucking know. Who knows? And where the hell's Rusev? Where the hell is Rusev? Where is John Cena going to show up? It sounds like John Cena is going to be a free agent that's going to have him be able to bounce back and forth between brands as he so chooses. I mean, I kind of get why because I'm I'm of two minds here. I get why they would do that because he's the biggest draw that they have. He's John Cena. He's John freaking Cena. So you want to kind of spread that love out a little bit. But then why have Brock be Raw exclusive? Because he's also a right. pretty mega draw when he decides to show up. So I, right. I wish they, if they were going to do it for, for one, do it for both, or don't do it at all. Because they're going to see yeah. guys, if it's any more than two guys floating back and forth between brands, then the split means nothing. Uh, I would say right. at the end of this night, depending on how things look, I would like to see a heel Baron Corbin go against mm-hmm. a unknown i want to say he's a face because he's not bad harper i think corbin harper could be fun Ooh. with two big hosses just uh, yeah. just kicking each other around in there i would really enjoy a matchup like that trying to find a spot for the curiously absent luke harper yeah no i'm, I'm all for that although baron corbin's my pick to win the money in the bank uh briefcase but that's not to say he couldn't you know still be in a feud with harper um who do you think walks out with uh, with the briefcase? Who who's the Money in the Bank uh, winner? I'm going to go Dark Men. Horse here. I'm going to say Zayn. I'm going to say Zayn pulls a. That's my number two. That, I was going to say Zayn pulls uh, a Zack Ryder at WrestleMania here and yeah. walks out with that thing. I think you can't saddle. And this is going to sound so weird. You can't give Nakamura a briefcase to carry around. He's Nakamura. He's Nakamura. He doesn't need right. the briefcase. It's going to be very very weird to watch this king of Michael Jackson bubble strong style walking around right. with the nuclear launch codes in this big dumb goddamn metal <laughs> briefcase but i can see right. zane proudly holding that above his head like like he just got back from his paper route job and he got a raise he's right. making $2.50 an hour now in 1961 <laughs> i could see him holding that thing up which by the way i'm maybe reading way too in between the lines here but Chris okay. Jericho Big Show podcast, he anonymously okay, took, to that one yet. He anonymously took a shot at a lot of the newer wrestlers, saying none of them. Big Show or Jericho? Big Show did. Okay. Saying that none of them can handle an ass chewing the way that they used to get chewed out by Vince. They're all having their hands held. <clears throat> that it's a different era. That it's a different era. But I do agree with them that I think some of these guys are a little coddled. That sometimes the old law of the jungle would help trim the fat that all of these guys, even right. if they, you know, suck a bunch, they'll stick around. And that some of them, you know, these non-athletic paperboy looking guys seem to be the biggest offenders in his eyes of people that are too childlike backstage. And I feel like he was taking a shot at Zane there. I feel like he was. Oh, wow. That these, these, these I think he called them like they look like paperboys. And I'm like, who like, looks like a paper? I'm like, well, fucking Zane does. And if you hear interviews with other people that say Zane apparently is draining a to be dork. around. That he's, yeah. when, you, when you hear him backstage, he talks, apparently he's goddamn draining to be mile around. Mile a minute, sort of, you know, ginger hair, beard, talks a mile a minute. Hyperactive. Wait a minute. Man. 
<laughs> I love you. God damn it. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think Sami Zayn uh, storyline wise really makes sense for winning the briefcase. He has been the guy who um, you know, and this is kind of consistent with his NXT run. Um, never. Well, he did win the big one because he was a champion at one point. But the, his story in NXT was he couldn't win the big one. He couldn't. He didn't have that extra oomph to take him up to the next level. And you know, sure, he 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 beat Neville and 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 won the the title. Fair and square without cheating, even though he was tempted to, in a great match at one of the first TakeOver events. But Sami Zayn on the main roster has been, aside from beating Kevin Owens once or twice, he really has not done much. No. So he kind of has that lovable loser sort of appeal to him because people still cheer for him. They still sing his song. Um, and he's still a really good performer and is somebody that you want to get behind. So I think if you're going to have a face win the briefcase sammy is the best case face case the, be- the, be- the best face case face plus <laughs> if you think about it too think of the think of the champions say mahal retains what a great right uh juxtaposition of characters you've got the rich yeah. evil uh um almost alberto del rio jbl king booker yeah. well-to-do fancy heel speaks multiple languages Versus the aw mm-hmm. shucks lovable dork, uh, yeah. I, I think it would be a real boon, and I could see Sami Zayn doing a very, um, uh, I, I don't want to say heroic, but forthcoming. I am now trading in my money in the bank because this Sunday I would like to oh, face you. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a cash in Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler type. I see him going ah. to the GM and saying, "Let's do this," right. or maybe let's do it tonight. But I don't see him doing it and picking up table scraps and. You know, picking the carcass of a downed opponent. I, I think he, well, he 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 does it more honorably. Yeah, but the way he is now. But I feel like if they're telling the story of him needing to do what he needs to do to succeed, then maybe you know a, a face can still be a little opportunistic at times. You know, you got to pick your spots, and and you know he's had so many chances and has fallen down so many times that he just gets frustrated. And I don't think it leads to a heel turn or anything. But he just, and and I guess it would kind of suck as I'm talking about it out loud for his character that he needs a briefcase to win the big one. But storyline wise, this seems to make sense in my mind. So I I, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if he'll win. He's my number two. I go Corbin, and then Zane is my number two, and then um, unfortunately Nakamura is my third probable uh, for winning. I don't think. I don't know about AJ Styles winning it. Owens doesn't need it, um, and Ziggler's already done it. So those those are my least um, probable uh, are are Owens and, Z- and Ziggler. You starting to get um, you starting to get the spookies about knock on the main roster. You get yeah. you get any kind of vibe like man, what the hell? This dude's walking a tightrope right now. That all my yeah. worst fears are maybe. Maybe lurking in the darkness. It she just got there, so I can't be too negative. Yeah, it's early, but some of these backstage segments and this other this 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 pairing them up with shit. Like, yeah, you don't need to, to to tag team this guy. This guy has got special attraction written all over him. He does. This guy doesn't need does. anybody else. He doesn't want to help anybody else. He doesn't want to be helped. He's just this weird ethereal. What Jeff Hardy wants to be floating in the fucking brine of the universe type character. And you're yeah. putting him in backstage segments with, 
you know, it was Zayn, and who else was he backstage with on on a, Was it AJ? AJ. I mean, goddamn. I mean, at least yeah, because there were three faces. So. Yeah. Uh, I I know. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm too, waiting dude. for something not bad to happen, like an instance. But I'm waiting for us to look at this moment in December when winter is here and be and saying, "What the fuck happened to Nakamura?" All right, I just had my brain just started working. So here's what here's what could be great. Mahal beats Orton. Mahal is your heel foreigner uh, WWE champion. Then I just lost my brain. What the fuck happened to my brain? Don't know. Nakamura wins Money in the Bank. So you lead up to Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. Now, they're both foreigners, so the whole that sort of thing doesn't work. They're both from Asia, so that sort of thing doesn't work either. Too oh, much even though, brown! Even though, <laughs> even though Jinder Mahal is from fucking Canada. But, so, then Nakamura becomes the champion, okay? And then he doesn't have to cut long promos, but I think what he needs to do to make him that special attraction is steal a page from the John Cena handbook and do an open challenge for the WWE title. And all he has to do is come out to the ring, do his intro, crowd pops everything, and he just lays the title down and does a little, you know, Neo from the Matrix, let's go, who's up? And then whomever comes out and he beats him. I think that's how you build Nakamura up to be the unbeatable final boss that he should be. And then, you know... Keep it keep it going until next year WrestleMania when you do the dream match of either Cena versus Nakamura or Styles, which we, we've seen Styles versus Nakamura in New Japan, but not in WWE. Nakamura could be in that scenario if done properly. Nakamura could be in an odd way SmackDown's Lesnar. He doesn't have that mm-hmm. size. He doesn't have exactly that. Exactly what I'm he thinking. He could be yeah. the guy he's, that, like, he's the draw. And it, it, it might, not, not, might not even be like a U.S. Open Challenge style every week thing, but enough to where he just shows up. And if you he, if he wants to fight, he wants to fight, and he's going to lay it down for an Open Challenge. Someone comes out, he kicks a goddamn head twelve rows back into the crowd. Yeah, does something goofy, bends over, makes weird hand signals, and. Goes back to finish up, you know, Thriller twenty seventeen. He could <laughs> be a he could be an absolute attraction, and the key yeah. is doing what we hyped or not hyped, discussed what they didn't do with Bailey and um, Alexa Bliss, where we talked about for some reason that match highlighted weaknesses and hid strengths. You need right. to take a page from Heyman's book here and. Stop having the guy talk. Just don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just have him occasionally mutter one word. Okay. No. Unworthy. Something. Lesnar ain't talking. Lesnar isn't saying a fucking word. What's my brain just exploded from a great idea. I'm very sorry to tell me. Heyman goes for knock and makes him a Heyman guy. Yes. You. Why? Can you ever have too much Paul Heyman? The answer is no. You have Heyman on Monday nights representing uh being the advocate for the beast the men who put the one in 21 and one or 22 and whatever the fuck it is he's representing brock lesnar on monday and he's like i'm paul Heyman. why aren't i on both shows and then he sticks his claws into knock and then becomes the mouthpiece for nakamura he has the two top guys titles regardless they're the two biggest draws on the show you know aj and cena aside wherever they are at the time 
Could you imagine that? Well, what 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 about the the mystique that is Lesnar? And Lesnar far better on the mic than a lot of people give him credit for. But it does have an extra level of mystique that he doesn't talk. And Paul Heyman, one of the best ever, does it for him. Nakamura really needs it. Storyline with let with excuse me with Heyman. Hello, I'm an advocate. I'm not a performer, so I'm not a part of that draft that happened. I'm not part of that superstar shakeup. I'm right. not a shakeup. I'm not a superstar. Excuse me. I, I, I don't need to be drafted. I'm not a performer. I'm merely an advocate. So he can float between both of them. And then somehow, some way, Nakamura and Lesnar begin to vie for his attention exclusively. You're spending too much time with him. You're spending yes. too much time with him. And then you have the infighting, a la of what happened uh, with Punk and Lesnar back in the day. Yeah. You could have yeah. a second round of that way down the line with a marquee gold star matchup oh, of oh. The, the, the the mayor of Suplex City meets the king of strong style at one of your yeah. big pay-per-views, and you'll print fucking money. That has to be at a Wrestle. That has to main event a WrestleMania. I, I have to imagine it at next year's WrestleMania, Nakamura will headline. Do you think it's too oh, soon next to say year? that? Oh, no way he does next year. Nah, I, you don't think so? You don't think they can pull it off yeah, in that time? I, oh, could they? Yes. Will they? No. I mean, no chance. <laughs> I mean, they had, they, had, they had Samoa Joe, one of the legends of the business, a modern-day legend, show up, and they don't give him a match. Well, don't yeah, don't think Nakamura's coming anywhere near that headlining slot next year. No way, no how. Well, they need to do it soon because the guy is getting up there in the uh, age department. Father Time is uh, undefeated, as you love to say. How's that? Uh, how's that women's money in the bank ladder match treating you? I that I think is going to be dark horse for match or if not second best match of the night. I think that these these women have a lot to prove. I mean, just seeing what they did, uh, not this past SmackDown, the one before or the whenever it was when the match was announced, when they just wrecked each other and Charlotte put Natty through a table and there was all kinds of craziness on the outside of the ring. I think these this set of girls in, or women. I'm sorry. To our, uh, you know, three lady listeners out there. Broads. Um, I didn't mean to call them girls or dames. These here dames are going to go fillies. out and have slabanakas. Um, but Charlotte, Natty, Becky, um, Tamina, and who's who's the... Uh, you got Becky, Charlotte, Natty, Tamina, Carmella. Carmella. Well, yeah, okay. Aside from Carmella, <laughs> those five women, I think, are ready to just go out there and wreck shit and wreck each other. Carmella, the jury's still out on her because um, she looks like, you know, my cat could break her in half. Um, I'm not really selling really vicious or seeing a lot of viciousness from her. But I think that um, they're going to go out there and they're going to try to put on a match um, that they think can top the guys. So I, I, I'm very much looking forward to this women's match. I think you're right. Ever, I think, and there's a good group of uh, women in there. I think you're going to get a hell of a match out of this because they know they're doing it for the first time. I think you yeah. got some great performers in there. And Becky, Charlotte, Natty, Carmella remains to be seen. Tamina's never really lit the world on fire. And it's been a long time. No, but she has the size. She's got the size. She does. If she plays her strength, which is the big, you know, the bestial Valkyrie style right. woman that she is, you know, we really swing those ladders around like blunt force yeah. objects. Right. I think you're going to see these women really stomp the throttle to blow away yeah. whatever the guys have planned. And I, I have a feeling you're going to see Charlotte pull some shit here. I, I think yeah. Charlotte is going to not cement her legacy, but people will talk about what Charlotte did in this Money in the Bank first time ever women's ladder match for a long time yeah. after this. 
I agree. I agree. And she's, you know, she's already had a lot of those moments of history making moments. You know what I'd love to see? I thought this would be so goddamn awesome. I I would love to see Hooker by Crook, Lana wins. She somehow becomes the women's SmackDown champion. And Charlotte Flair is holding the Money in the Bank ladder match Uh contract briefcase. And just to see Lana do anything she can to keep from having her cash that thing in to the point where she steals the damn briefcase, where she's always on the run, that she pisses off the entire roster and just damn near won't wrestle. She realized how badly you want to be a title holder. You want to be at the top of the card. Here you are. Now everyone is fucking furious with you. I'm going to one up you. My brain is just shitting out great ideas tonight. Lana somehow, like you said, wins the women's championship. Charlotte wins the Money in the Bank championship or title or contract in a hard-fought, exhausting battle. Charlotte, full of her own hubris, at the end of the Money in the Bank match, cashes it in immediately and beats Lana and walks out the women's champion. How fucking great would that be? That's never happened. Nobody's ever cashed it in right after they won it. They win it. They cash it. Immediately. And then win the title. Immediately yeah. they do that. Because then you don't have two briefcases doing the same. Will they cash in? Will they? Or will they? Won't. Will they cash in? Or won't they cash in sort of thing? That way you don't have two briefcases doing that. And you don't have a bunch of people bitching forever. Oh, my God. I can't believe Lana's our champion. No, right. she did some hinky shit. She beat Naomi. Charlotte's got the yeah. title. Naomi, Charlotte, book that shit. And, yeah. and then you can get Lana involved with a, a, a Carmella, a, a Natty, a Becky Lynch, an Ellsworth, yeah. right? yes. a, a, Ma- yeah. a Maxel, all right? <laughs> Todd Pettengill, you can have her involved with Papa John. You can get her involved with <clears throat> the, Colonel. the Colonel. You can have yeah. her uh, get involved with Rusev again, which she should have never goddamn left. Yeah, you, yeah. You could have her involved with my mustache. You can have her involved with my taste buds. You can have her involved with a ball gag. You can maybe do a program with her and a headboard. You can have her go toe to toe with shackles. You can have her tangle up with rope. You can have her really go at it with a saddle. You can have her really connect with a mouth guard attached to a piece of yarn attached to my balls. You could have her go at it with your penis. You could have me do the run-in with my penis. And then as she stands there confused in the ring, as neither one of us are able to get it up, here comes Rusev, double clothesline, puts us in a 69 position, crowd reels back in horror as you and I both finally get erect. Printing fucking money. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1 and lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p 
M, lowercase L, capital D, N, 7, lowercase C, 3, lowercase R, lowercase F, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House, House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.